0: The following message is from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about LifeSource is available at lifesource.org.au. How many of us are guilty of sometimes merely existing without actually living? I have to be honest to say, I think I'm guilty of that, or I have been in the past. Are living day-to-day lives or week-to-week lives without a grand plan or oblivious to a purpose that might be there before us to be fulfilled. If life is short, then I want to live it well. Why? Because I don't want my life to be a meaningless existence. I don't want my life to simply fade so quickly after I'm gone. I want my life to leave a legacy, to have some, to have some substance. I think of my grandfather who passed away recently at the sprightly young age of 97. He was a man who left behind a legacy of character and faith. And the funeral directors were, saying, were surprised at how many people turn up at his funeral because somebody who dies at that age, usually a lot of people have already gone before them and there's not many left to attend the funeral. And they were surprised that, wow, this man must have impacted so many lives and left such a legacy. And he certainly did. Your life can live at one of three basic fundamental levels. There are people in our world who live in survival mode, the survival level. And the the purpose that they find in their lives is just to get from week to week, from day to day even, some from hour to hour. And maybe you've been in that season yourself, maybe you're in it right now, where it's all about living life just to get to the weekend or living life just so I can pay the bills. Living in survival mode, it's not an exciting place to live. Most people are in the second level, a little higher level called the success level, and their focus is paying off the mortgage or establishing a comfortable lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with trying to have a great job, of trying to find fulfillment in what you do, owning a house, buying a car, all these sorts of things. But simply living only for your own ease doesn't really satisfy. And there's countless celebrities out there that we know of who find themselves in depression because the the fame and the fortune that they've found isn't fulfilling. The third level however is significance. Significance is when you know why you're here on earth. You have a purpose for your life. You know that your life matters. You know there is meaning behind what's going on in your life. People who enjoy significance know what they're here on earth for. And again, my grandfather, he lived that life of significance. He was in ministry for over 60 years, ministering to people, loving upon people, pointing people towards Jesus. And even in his final few years, he could be found as the guy that they called on in the nursing home to come and lead the chapel service when the chaplain wasn't available. didn't matter that Ron Blackwood was 92 years old, they'd still call upon him to do that sort of thing, to help people, because he had a heart to help people, a heart to serve people, a heart to live a life of significance. Life is short. How do you want to live? Do you want to live life well? Do you want to have a life of significance? In this series, Life on Purpose, we plan to explore what it really looks like to live with purpose, not to merely survive or merely have success, but to flourish and thrive with a life of significance. We want you to fulfill your life purpose, because it brings honor to God and it brings satisfaction to yourself. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we invite your Holy Spirit here right now to continue the work that I know he's already started in each of our lives. Father, I pray that you would anoint the words that you've helped me to prepare this week, Lord, that it would go into the rich soil of each heart here today. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everything was made for a specific purpose. That's not what that's made for. 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 Anybody offended? We'll pray for you at the end. Christians have to forgive, you know that, don't you? Many people don't know what they're made for, and that's because they try to answer the question by looking in the wrong place. Rick Warren said this, the search for purpose of life has puzzled people for thousands of years. That's because we typically begin at the wrong starting point, ourselves. We ask self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What should I do with my life? What are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for my future? By focusing on ourselves, but focusing on ourselves will never reveal our life's purpose. You were designed by God for His purpose. Not your own, but for His purpose purpose. And that's where we need to start when looking about what our purpose is. Colossians 1 verse 16 says this, for in him, this is talking about Jesus, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. I love uh, how the message paraphrase says it at the end there. It says, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. All of us, every, every created thing, in fact, has a purpose that God intended from the very beginning. I love how Proverbs 11:28, again in the message, says this, a life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. I want to be the flourishing tree. Our purpose can only be understood when considered from God's perspective. And only then can we really start to find our purpose. And so the time remaining this morning, we're going to look at how do we find what our purpose is. What is our purpose in, in, from God's perspective? What does he want from us? And there's three levels that we're going to look at today. And the first is this, God's purpose for humankind. God's purpose for humankind. We are all created in God's image. Genesis 1.27 says this So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Each of us, every single person here, is marked with the image of God Himself. We are set apart from the rest of creation as image bearers of the Creator. Have you ever stopped to think about that? Like, that is serious. That is amazing. I think of my daughter, Hannah. She's now just over 12 months. But when she was about three or four months old, we would just love to watch her as she realized that these little things that occasionally flashed in front of her face, they were her hands. That They were her fingers. And and she had control over them. It was such a delightful, amusing thing to watch as she's discovering... With great wonder and astonishment, what is before her. In the same way, we should have an awakening and an understanding of the image that we all bear. Did you realize that you have the capacity to sense right from wrong, to know good from evil, to know justice from injustice, because you bear the image of God? Did you know that you have a capacity to reason and calculate and to problem solve? Because you bear the image of God? Did you know that your capacity to relate to other people, to relate to a spiritual being, to relate to God himself, all comes about because you bear the image of God? Did you know that your capacity to create something, whether it be a drawing or a piece of art, maybe it's music, maybe you're able to create a spreadsheet, it all comes, those are the spreadsheet people, It all becomes because we bear the image of God. As image bearers, we were therefore designed to image God, to display Him. And it gives God great pleasure to see us realize how we image Him. Just as Amanda and I took great pleasure in seeing Hannah realize what was before her, it pleases God as well. John Piper said this, The point of being created in the image of God is that human beings are destined to display God. That's what images do. It's really straightforward. It's really quite simple, isn't it, when you think about it? But how profound. We have, we're able to display the image of God, to give Him glory. It pleases Him when we do that. Humanity gives glory to God intrinsically because that's how we're made. Whether we believe in Him or not. Whether you obey Him or not, too bad. Your existence glorifies God. That is why He created you. A purpose, a good part of your purpose is already being filled simply because you're breathing, simply because you're here. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Come on, let's say it. Neighbor, you're giving glory to God just by sitting there. How good is that? You're already well on the way, fulfilling your purpose, you're still breathing, you're giving glory to God as an image bearer. But of course it gets a little more deeper than that. The other purpose God has for all humankind is that we would know him, that we would love him, that we would be in a relationship with him. John 17 verse 3 says this, and this is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Matthew 22, Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. This is what God wants for all people, that they would know Him and love Him. And of course, this was the perfect scenario for Adam and Eve. God creates them from the dust in His image, Sets them in the Garden of Eden and they have this opportunity to relate to their Creator in such a clear way, un, untainted way. But of course, we know that, you know, they sins, the fall of man, and that relationship was broken. This relationship that God had intended to have with His people was broken because of sin. And if you're here today and and you haven't heard about how to restore relationship with God, I'm going to talk about that again at the end. But my point is that God wants you to know Him. He wants you to love Him. And besides knowing God and loving God, there is no other priority for your life. But here's the thing. What that really looks like is a lot bigger and a lot grander than it might appear on the surface. Because the second level is this. God's purpose for his people. For those of us who are here today who have aligned our purpose to knowing God and loving God, there is so much more depth. God wants you to begin doing his will by helping others. He wants you to help others. Ephesians two ten says this for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Good works are things done in love for the benefit of other people. Our motive is not to promote ourselves, our, but our benefit, but to benefit others because of God's love. We were put in this earth to make a contribution, not, not to take up space. We were put in this earth to leave it a better place for others. We've already heard this morning from Pastor Mandy about Be the Change Day. And I, I just want to champion every single person here. Maybe this is your first day in our church. That's totally fine. I want to champion you to realize that God has put you here on planet Earth for a purpose, and that is to bless others, to do the good works that He has put you here. We have an opportunity to do something to make a difference in our community just in that week of the 5th of August. And and I can just imagine that there's going to be people in our church, there's going to be somebody that's pushing a lawnmower, because maybe there's somebody out there that, in our community that just can't do it for whatever reason. I can just imagine there's going to be somebody in our church that's going to be yeah, cleaning up a preschool or a school and doing a working bee. There's going to be somebody in our church who's going to be visiting somebody who's been socially isolated. We might live in an affluent country, and the North Shore is most certainly one of the most affluent parts of the whole nation. But there are people out there who have got big shiny cars and big fancy houses that are in desperate need of somebody just to talk to them. Be the change in somebody else's life. Be the change. What a great opportunity it is before us. You know, the devil's out there and he's just trying to cover the whole earth with darkness. But you know what? We have an opportunity as we are to, to be the change to bring light into that darkness You know, Jesus had the purpose, it says in 1 John 3, 8, about Jesus' purpose was come to to take away the darkness, to bring light into the darkness. And the same is true for us. In, In Matthew 5, he says this in verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's not about whether they come to church the next day after you mow somebody's lawn. It's about them seeing that we do what God wants us to do and he is glorified because of it. God's purpose for his people is that they would intentionally bless others and help them and that is when he gets glorified. To write this down, your purpose isn't about you. Your purpose is not about you and God. Your purpose is about how God wants to use you to help other people. It's all about how we can be used by God to help other people. And that leads us to our third level this morning. There's God's purpose for humankind. There's God's purpose for his people. But there's God's purpose for you, specifically, individually, you, uniquely you. See, God planned you before you were born. You were made for a specific purpose. I love this verse in Jeremiah He was a prophet in the Old Testament. And and God said this to him in chapter 1, verse 5. It says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Just as Jeremiah had a purpose before he was born, I believe the same is true for each and every single one of us. That there is a purpose that God put into me whilst I was still inside my mother. There was a purpose that God put inside of you whilst you were still inside your mother. All of us have a purpose that God ordained before you were born. That is such a spin-out. That is such a spin-out. Some of you were born to be effective godly leaders in the business world. Some of you were born to teach and lead children to, about a loving God. Some of you are born to reach out to the hurting and the needy in practical ways and embrace those who are isolated and desperate and lonely. Some of you are born to make finance, to make money and to finance the kingdom of God. Some of you are born to raise children who in turn influence a generation. Some of you are born to create new and inspirational designs and pieces of art or music. Some of you were designed to run fast. Some of you were designed to make others laugh and to bring joy into other people's lives. God made you for a specific purpose, and he wants you to fulfill it. I remember my awakening as to what I believe my purpose is. I believe that my purpose is to glorify God by building the local church. And I remember when I left school, I got a job, and I had a goal of being successful. To buy a car, to buy a house, to get married, to have a family. And, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But there wasn't a purpose behind them, they're just goals to achieve. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I remember as I was serving in church, I I just really loved serving in my local church. And there would be times where I would uh, work uh, work as an engineer at the steelworks for eight hours. And then I would just be busting to get out of there because I loved going to church. And I would work in the office even for another eight hours or so. I wasn't married, didn't have children, so I had that opportunity. I had the space in my life to be able to do that. But it was the passion that was in me, and I, find, I found out that, yeah, God's put me here to build a local church, to see the local church flourish. That, that's really what I believe that my purpose is. And there's been times where what I've been doing within that context I haven't loved or I haven't liked. There's been times where I've been demoted from the area of responsibility I had but yet, my purpose to build the local church still remains. There was a time where I started, when I did go into full time ministry 10 or 11 years later, where I started in a pastoral role, but I was actually asked, as the needs of the church changed, to do more of the business finance and admin. And I'm not trained in any of that sort of thing, but I was asked just to step into that role for a few years' time. And to be honest, I wasn't loving the actual role itself, but you know what? I could still get out of bed with a jump in my step because I knew my purpose was to build the local church. Now, I'm not trying to say to everybody here, look, your purpose is also to build the local church and you know, this is not some mustering you up to everybody join the staff of the church. In fact, if, if it was possible, I seriously wouldn't do this because I get paid. I would do it because I love the church. That's a little side note. It's as if God wired me this way, as, as if God shaped me this way. See, your design determines your purpose. If you want to know why you're on planet Earth, then study your design. Because I can't tell you today what your specific purpose is, but I can show you how to understand or to discover what your purpose might be. And I'm going to adapt this from a really well-known book called The Purpose Driven Life. Who's heard The Purpose Driven Life? Lots of people have heard of it. The book is maybe 20 years old now by uh, a person called Rick Warren. And if you haven't uh, heard of that book or you've not read that book, there's a very high chance that your neighbor has got one in their bookshelf and you can borrow it from them. I've already given you permission to ask. So I really strongly encourage you to get that book. It's a great book about finding your purpose. But in that book, The Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren creates an acronym from the word SHAPE. That God designed you with a unique shape. And each of the letters in the word shape uh, is something that he's come up with. And the first is spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are the special God-empowered abilities that God gives only to believers. They're a gift that cannot be earned. They're a gift that cannot be awarded. We don't deserve them, but as believers, God empowers us through His Holy Spirit to be able to do particular things really, really well. And it's not out of our own strength that we're able to do it well. It's because the Holy Spirit has empowered us to do it well. There are people here today who are gifted to have compassion. There are people here today who are gifted in leadership or teaching or in administration or healing or wisdom, or faith, or discernment, or generosity. God gifts each and every single one of us with our own special gift, and He gives it to us because He wants us to use it. He wants us to bless others with our gift. Our gift is not for ourselves. Our gift is for other people. For those of you that know me fairly well, you know that I don't have a gift of mercy or compassion. I don't, it's not that I don't care, I really do care if you're hurt or if you're in need or if you're in pain, but really, you don't want me by this, by your bedside because it's just a really awkward conversation. I turn up and say, hi, how are you? And that's all I got. Seriously, it just, it just doesn't flow out of me, the, the compassion of, of what's required in that situation or circumstance. And so... Praise God for the people who are. For those of you who are chaplains in our church, for Pastor John and Anne, it just oozes out of them, compassion and mercy for those who are in need. In fact, Pastor Anne, she's a special breed altogether because she runs towards the tragedies and towards the disasters because she feels like she's in her element, just ministering to people in that particular environment. But God has gifted her for that. Didn't gift me. I'm sure there's plenty of others here who did gift with that. But that's the first one. S is for spiritual gifts. The H is for heart. This is what you're passionate about, the source of all your motivations, the things that move you, the things that motivate you. See, the Bible often calls us to serve the Lord with all our heart, not to serve him out of duty or to serve him out of obligation. And that's why I want to encourage you when it comes to your purpose to find the things that you are passionate about and do those things. I'm passionate about the local church. Last week, we heard from Pastor Helen. She's passionate about the mission field. Every now and then, Pastor Hen- Helen threatens to send me out to the mission field. <laughs> now, I've learned to never say never, and I'm not completely dismissing it. But you know what? To me, that does not align with my passion, to be honest. Maybe things will change. I don't know. But right now, I believe that God has purposed me to build the local church. And right now, that is here. And Helen wants to send me out to the mission field because that's her passion, but it's not my passion. And so I know that that right now does not align with my purpose, what God has put me on the planet for. So my motivation, my heart also dictates what my purpose is. S is for spiritual gifts, H is for heart. A is for abilities. Your abilities, they are the natural talents that you were born with. Those that you just, you don't even know why you're good at something. And you were good at it even before you were saved. You don't know why, you just are. And sometimes you look at other people and can't understand why they're not good at the things that you're good at. That's because it's just your natural ability. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And there's some people, and you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, yeah, Ross, it's all good that you can do this and you can do that. And you think to yourself that you don't have any natural abilities. Well, I want to encourage you to say, by saying that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because God did create you. He did create you with a purpose. And he has given you abilities. For some of us, it just takes a bit of time to explore and understand, what is it that I am good at? What is it that I'm able to do uniquely better than anybody else? Because I'm just gifted that way. It's it's an ability that God has given you. God only wants you to do what you're able to do. If God didn't gift you with an ability to carry a tune, then he doesn't want you up here singing. And to be honest, most of us probably don't either. But that's okay because he did gift you with something else. P. P is for personality. There is 7 billion, what, almost 8 billion people on the planet. Every single one of us has a unique DNA. Every single one of us has a unique personality. And God has given us a different types of personalities so that he can use us in a different variety of ways. Because your personality will help you to find out the how and perhaps the where of where your purpose lies. There's all sorts of personalities. Peter was a sanguine. Paul was a choleric. Jeremiah was melancholy. And your personality helps you to outwork where your purpose is, whether it's in a team, maybe it's as an individual, maybe it's in a lounge room, maybe it's in a big stadium. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 6 says, God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. You don't have to be cut from a specific mold so that God can use you. You don't have to talk a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to walk a certain way. You being you is exactly how God wants to use you. E is for experiences. God allows the culmination of your experiences to mold you into the person you are today. And we've all got different experiences. We all come from different families. We've had different educations. Different events have happened to us. We've watched other people go through different events as well. But there's one particular type of experience that God can particularly use, and that's the painful experiences. God can really use painful experiences because those of us who have been through different things, we're able to really help and encourage and support others who are going through a similar thing. I can't think of anybody better to minister to somebody who's been a victim of abuse than for somebody who's already gone through abuse and has come through the other side in healing. I can't think of anybody better than a divorced person to minister to somebody who's going through a divorce. As painful as it is, God can use that painful experience to help somebody else. I can't think of anybody better than somebody who's come through the darkness of depression To be able to help somebody else who's going through that season, God uses our painful experiences to help us, for us to help other people. This morning, God created you with a unique shape of different spiritual gifts with a heart and motivation for different things, with abilities that are unique to you, to a personality that is most certainly unique to you and how you like to live your life, but also the experiences that you've already lived out. The culmination of all these things can really help you to point you towards what your purpose is. Maybe it is in the business world. Maybe it's family related. Maybe it's a, a uh, education thing. Maybe it's helping a not-for-profit on the side. Maybe it's helping the church. Your specific purpose is unique to you. And throughout this month, we're living life on purpose. Life is short. I want to live it well. I pray that you do too, that you want to live a life of significance and purpose. And the good news this morning is it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're young or whether you're more mature. Look like how, how inspiring is Pastor Helen You know, she's almost 80 years old. She she didn't start full-time ministry until she was almost 60. And God has been using her despite her age. Why? Purpose. She knows her purpose. That's how she's able to do what God has called her to do. No matter where your life is at right now, you can start to live your life with purpose and I want to encourage you to start actively allowing God to use you practically to help other people to make a difference in their lives. Thanks for listening to this message from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.